This is a Rooster Teeth production. Compliments to all you Kilmoolis. Climb on into the stinky dragon and quaff our latest coffee, Bane or Boon Bean Juice. It's a mixture of freshly picked pecans and pecans, a blend of Cullen Blessing coffee, Costa Rica coffee, topped with freshly slammed fruit extract, apples or oranges. One nip of this non-committal nosh will turn your frown upside down or smile much more vile. Previously, our adventurers boarded a train while in pursuit of their new suspect, Eddie. They were unable to locate the skinless suspect, but did manage to put a day's worth of training, rest, and travel under their belts. Now, they find themselves arriving at a new region of Grotesque, Mosketen. Draw yourself a drink and let's dive back into this dank drama. That's my bad Bella Lugosi there, according to John. I like it was that. a great Bella Lugosi. I like that uh, because of the localized way you say the word, you ruined one of Micah's puns. Because if you said Peca- pecans, pecans, yeah, pecans yeah. and pecans. I, as I was saying it, I was like, oh, oh, oh interesting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mess that up. Uh, that's that's the South Texas for you. Hey, real fast before we get started, uh, uh, I'm Gustavo Sarola. I'm your dungeon master. I'm joined with our four cast of characters, as always, starting with... Hi, I'm Chris Damaris, and I'm playing Barney Farney. The human cleric. Hi. I'm Blaine Gibson, and I play... Don't look at your... Champagne, Teasley Rogue. Level two now. <laughs> You're like the kid doing like their SAT <laughs> test, copying someone else's name. It's an open book test. Yeah. Uh, my name is Barbara Dunkelman, and I voice and play Elga Von Brath, the female half-elf vampire barbarian. Ooh. I'm John Reiser, and I voice, but don't play, <laughs> Matty Confucius, who is a Eric Cochran ghost monk. Someone's off to the side feeding John his yeah. rolls and his moves. Yeah. We, we two player it. Yeah. <laughs> before, yeah. before we get started, I want to hit you guys with an arrow here real fast. Got some uh, warm-up questions to help oh. you fill out your backstory. Oh, there it goes. You hit me an actual arrow. <laughs> you hit yourself hard. Oh. <laughs> John, roll me a D100. Let's see uh, what our question is this week. We got questions from, they're submitted online via the Stinky Dragon subreddit and Discord, as well as a few written by Micah, our writer. Hello, Micah. 67. Oh, this is another one from Jahardin. I think we've had a Jahardin one before on yeah. Discord. This seems like a question for the players, but I'm going to say as far as your character. So for your character, does your character believe in fate slash destiny or free will? Mm. I want to know what the what the cleric thinks of that. The wise old yes. cleric. <laughs> right. No elaboration needed. Wait, yes to what? Yeah, I do believe in fate. Okay, because he said, do you believe in this or this? And he said, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, Chip does. Oh, yeah. When he, when he met his wife, Carol, down there at the Tim Hortons. Uh, love <laughs> no, at first sight. What's the fantasy version? Jim Hortons. <laughs> Jim Hortons. I, I was expecting him Tortons. Him Tortons. Him Tortons. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tortoise-run establishment. Yeah. Um, God, I'm so, I'm all up in my own head about the voice now. I sang songs on the radio with Chip's voice because I saw on the subreddit. It's like, he's going back to Kyborg. He's going back to Kyborg. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> fate, do you believe hard. in it? No, Elga is all about free will. You know, as a barbarian, she likes to do whatever she wants, doesn't like to be controlled by existing outcomes. So, you know, she's all about free will. 
Mm. Matid is, is uh, the same. Uh, Matid uh, does not like the idea of someone else controlling uh, my actions. And uh, my, my, I, I, I am in control of my, my fate. As far as you know. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. What? <laughs> Who said that? Who is, this Who is this dungeon master? <laughs> For all of our stinky listeners, just in case you missed it, our previous episode was something we called Between the Tales. It's uh, typically a behind-the-scenes look at our show with the cast and crew uh, answering questions, talking about how the dragon sausage is made, you know? Gross. <laughs> For this campaign, we're trying something a little different, including moments of uh, canonical roleplay that center in on each uh, player's growth, each character's growth. Uh, so if you missed that episode, pause this one, go back, listen to Between the Tales first. Uh, don't worry, we're going to go ahead and wait. All right, we'll hold. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait for about an hour and a half. Hour and two half? hours? All right. I don't think it's okay. that long. How was you guys this weekend? Gus, go, Gus, go. <laughs> okay, now let's uh, resume our Tavern Lee tale. <laughs> I like how John gets impatient. Mm -hmm. uh, the five of you find yourselves aboard the Grotesque Express steam engine, uh, specifically sitting around a booth table in the dining car. Those of you who consume food are finishing up a hearty complimentary breakfast of polar boar sausages with glareberry gravy. Elga, are you just like pushing the, the, the food around on your plate? I'm like, you know how like sometimes sausages bleed a little bit? I'm trying to wring them out <laughs> into my mouth just to get the blood from them. Do I, uh, sausages bleed a little bit? What kind of Sausages yeah, you are know, you eating? They have like the little drippy stuff, right? Blood sausage. <laughs> oh. If it's like really if raw. There, if there's ever a bloody sausage in a plate in front of me, I think I'm going to throw up. I don't know. Uh, I more for Elga. Thank you. I'm with Barbara. I think that's like totally. There's uh, totally a yeah. bloody sausage. Hey, eat up. What are you doing playing with your food? You got it. You're a grown little oh, girl. You know, I'm, I'm embarrassed to eat in front of other people. Actually, I had a whole meal in the bathroom. Mom <laughs> that's horrifying. <laughs> choo, choo. <laughs> The brawny blue-vested orc dis enters the car. Next stop, Maskettin. Next stop, Maskettin. To those disembarking, please gather all your belongings and watch your step as you exit onto the platform. The only luggage I got is this guy. And I point to Barney. I'm your luggage? <laughs> you hear the screeching of iron rails and the dining car jolts slightly as the train decelerates. The alchemist straightens his gray coat and turns to you all. Before we leave, I feel as if I owe you all a thank you. For your thorough, albeit unorthodox investigation, and moreover, for the help back in the Thera Asylum. So, thank you. You're welcome. Also, I feel that I can trust you all enough to share with you my real name. I am Robert. Robert Esteban. Wait. Oh, the twist. I'd appreciate it if you'd keep my identity intact, at least for the sake of my family's safety. Speaking of closely held secrets, I'm grateful we were able to hold on to this and he holds up a leather-bound notebook. I've had a number of high-profile patients visit me over the years at the Thera Asylum. And as you can imagine, each one of them came to me with their ailments because I exercised great discretion. This notebook is where I keep most of my notes on those patients. Did, did, did no one else re realize that the, the Robert was the alchemist? No, I didn't. I just now made that connection. No. Oh, I mean... I can't attest if I did or didn't because my brain resets okay. every time we record. You know when the teacher is like, all right, on to the next slide, and you're like, ah, barely <laughs> finishing notes from the previous slide? That's what just happened. So he's the the chemist, the Robert medicine house, drug house. Medicine house. Fair asylum. And was he cheating, or he was in the relationship with so-and-so? No, it's Francesca. His wife was Jessica. in a relationship. Cheska. So we Francesca's met wife. Francesca. Francesca. <laughs> Francesca. So what did wife. I say? He says, wife, comma, Francesca. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> is it Francesca or Chesca? Francesca. It's, oh my God. So Francesca. we met his wife. Yeah. She was in audience, the audience. audience. I really apologize for this uh, recording so far. We've had like a long weekend. We've all been extra relaxed and everything. So we're, if we're a little extra loopy, that's what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Francesca so, Barb, is his wife. You are the most of sound mind in the group. Can you lay <laughs> it out for me in a way that I will understand with my pea brain? Yes. Yeah, so Robert and Francesca are married okay. and have a son who we met in the room. In the school. In the school. Henry. Henry. Okay. Uh, Henry was looking for his dad, couldn't find him. We found a note in the Wolfman's uh, chambers. The Wolfman and uh, Francesca are like an item? Uh, uh, maybe un- in love? Un- undefined? Two undefined. Peas in Question mark. Uh, and then we went to Francesca's house and something about, she was very sad, mm. probably because the Wolfman died. Yeah. And Robert was missing. Robert's missing. Or gone. Gone. Doesn't know where he is. And then oh, we, we also found a passageway to, to the, the medicine house. Oh. Yeah, there was also actually a line in that episode that I said that kind of flew over everyone's head. Maybe Chris is the only one who picked up on it, where uh, Francesca said, oh, yeah, you know, Robert's gone. You know how alchemists are. Yeah, that's oh. what I was like. Oh, okay. This yeah, is, and it, nobody it, reacted. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I guess we're dumb. <laughs> We're done. Ka-chunk. The train jostles to a full stop and Disp opens the sliding door leading to the station platform. Musketin, Musketin, watch your step as you exit the train. Matita throws their scarf over their shoulder and exits the train. Ooh. Okay. Fashionable. Everybody else follows yes. suit, I assume? Yes. Can I help Barney down? I've got it myself. Of course. Okay, okay. But yes. Wait, wait, wait. How, how, how does Barney get out no, of the train? No, he to help. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he's fussy. He's like, get some applesauce to go. (laughs) You all step off the train onto the platform. The alchemist uh, has a brief word or two with Disc. Uh, Everyone go ahead and roll me a perception check. I have 17 for Elga. 16 for Chip. 7 for Barney. Uh, 14. That's a 14 for our English-speaking listeners. Barney, you exit onto a station platform and are immediately distracted by fluttering flakes falling from the cloudy morning sky. Oh, like snow? Yeah, like snow. Volcano? Matid, before you is a breathtaking alpine village nestled in a mountain range blanketed in white. There's a narrow road leading uh, north up towards a stone stairway with an open gate. Chip and Elga, you notice that it's it's a little unusual because the temperature's not very crisp or cold, but surprisingly warm. You two sniff the air and instinctively recoil at the stench of sulfur. But we're in an alpine village? Yes. Sulfur. So this snow... This is ash. No, but he says alpine. Alpine specifically describes like a snowy mountain place. Yeah, but why is this alpine sulfur? Alpine's just mountains. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Vol- or volcanoes. That's okay. what I said. I've never heard of alpine described for volcanoes, but I'm open to it. Thank you, Barney. So the base of alpine is resembling or referring to the Alps or mountains. Yeah, I guess I just think yeah. of the Alps as being snowy mountains, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. No argument here. <laughs> no, just just clarifying. But uh, to, uh, I believe Chip said it, to Chip's point, yeah, you realize that it's not snow that's falling. It is indeed ash. And there's heavy white clouds of swirling smoke filling the sky, coating everything with little flecks. And there is a, a definitely a very thick smell of sulfur permeating the air. Matid notices that Barney's putting his tongue out to catch the flakes and stops him. <laughs> puts, puts their hand over his... Reminds me of my childhood. Does snow taste different now than it than it was when you were a child? It does. It does. My tongue must have gotten older. <laughs> tongue must have gotten older. Your tongue older. does. That's weird to think of. Your tongue gets older. There is a uh, a narrow road heading uh, north up towards that stone stairway. Matit starts walking that direction. Well, I must say goodbye. 
To who? To all of you. It was a pleasure. To- Barney, we're we're a team. We are going together on this mission. Barney, where are you going? Well, I've got I've I've got a big quest of my own. What's that? Where? Well, it's clearly you don't remember, so now come on the quest with us. Easy peasy. My, I will have to go. I will find my new, my, my quest. Are, okay, let's go. <laughs> Are you, you're coming with us? Well, for now. I foresee this being a very annoying piece <laughs> of the puzzle that happens later in the story. Matita's already le- headed towards that. is <laughs> gone. Nope. Okay, well... Come along, Barney. Okay. All right. Uh, everyone uh, follows uh, Matit up yeah. there. Yeah. I see that it's not acceptable to do snow angels slash ash angels. I mean, you can do it if you want. No, no, no. Why is it not acceptable? Who said that? Because no one else is doing them. <laughs> you could be a pioneer. I'm a trendsetter. I'm going to do a snow angel. That's an ash angel, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> what does that do to his skin? Well, I'm a tiefling, so I like I like fire things and ash. Oh, oh I guess it makes me white. <laughs> Ooh. On your, you, you got purple skin, right? Yeah, but now I'm in, I'm covered in gray ash. Wait, uh, do you do it face down? No, that's not how you do a snow angel. <laughs> oh, he said he's covered. He's he's an an do he said he's covered. He's like a he's yeah. yeah it's camouflage. Oh, that's, you can't see me. Just imagine Gus's parents watching their strange child just go face first into snow. <laughs> it was him. Or he that was wasn't me. Yeah. He asked if he's face down because he said he was covered. This is not Gus being Why weird. Is this, this is Blaine me? being weird. Yeah. No, but like no one thinks about doing it that way. He was the one who said it. It's you, Gus. It's roll you. me an athletics check. Let's see how the snow angel or this ash angel You're turns the out. Problem, you Gus. should make Matid roll as well, <laughs> just to see if they keep their oh, balance. It's a twenty-one. It's the most perfect ash angel you ever seen. Looks great, but when you stand up and turn around and look at it, it's also got two horns on it. Oh, an ash devil! Oh no! <laughs> run, run! I think it's beautiful. And we shall name him Clayton. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, you um, you all head up after the creation of Clayton, the sn- the Ash Devil. Uh, you all head north up the path a little bit. Everyone, roll me another perception check. Eleven. Ooh, bad one this time. Six. Five. Eighteen. You know, as you all are approaching the um, what appears to be a gate to the town, uh, Elga, you're the only one who notices that there are poles kind of running parallel to the southern portion of the town and they appear to be buzzing slightly like a bunch of different poles yeah. uh, they're spaced every spaced every out. like every few feet telephone poles kind of like what how high metallic poles let's say they're probably 20 feet tall you grab Matid by the back of their garments just before crossing because you sense a, a little bit of danger oh i don't want anyone to be alarmed but i think these poles might be dangerous so we should maybe Scout the area before yeah. we keep going. Yeah, if you want to scout the area, you can roll me an investigation check, uh, Elga. Yep. Is the, the gate manned by anybody? No, it uh, does not appear there's anyone at the gate. It's a two. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What does that get, Gus? Uh, yeah, you, it's just your intuition. Hmm, I don't feel so good. <laughs> Is something buzzing? Anybody oh. put their phone on silent, maybe? <laughs> Can I check to think of what I remember about Miskitson if I know anything about this city? Yeah, make a wisdom check. So what, there's there's a there's a clue in the word. It's got to be thirteen. I know we don't get to see the spelling, so we don't see the puns. Yeah, Miskitson. Thirteen. It's a big kitten. Miskitson. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. You remember Miskitson is very famous for the use of an invention by Frankenstein called volts. Oh. oh, okay. No, and no one's at the gate, and we've stopped because it's, mm-hmm. it looks dangerous because we don't want to go through the uh, the buzzy. You said so. We're heading north, correct? And there's a gate 
that's north. But you said all the way south the poles are running? Like just south of that gate. Okay, so, so we like, haven't passed any poles. Correct. Okay. I'll tell you what, Matid, why don't you roll me uh, an investigation check as well, since you're trying to rack your brain here. That's a nat 20. Ooh. Ooh. Tell us the history of Masketin. As you're pondering, you know, thinking about what you know of Masketin, you look down on the ground and you see the carcass of a tiny griffin uh, with its feathers singed. Ooh. You okay there, little guy? Um, somehow I think if we walk between these poles, there might be some type of electrocution situation in between them. Matid calls out to see if anybody is present at this gate to assist with this. What do you shout? Bonjour! We are travelers here to see uh, Masquetin. Uh, is there anybody here who can help us into the city? Just then the alchemist catches up from behind to you guys. Says, oh, I can help with that. He walks up close to the poles and uh, turns to you all and says, Just do as I do. And he turns facing back to the north and says, It's alive! And then walks between the poles and continues on his way. Okay. I'll follow suit. It's alive! Ooh. And then walk through. Yeah, nothing seems to happen. Okay. You walk through uneventfully. I dance. I pole dance through. Ah. He's fine through the poles? Yeah. Nati shrugs and goes, uh, It is alive! And uh, walks through. The the poles, maybe if, if they were animate objects, you would think maybe they're confused a little bit, but uh, nothing seems to happen and you walk through just fine. It's alive. Barney, after you. <laughs> and then I go through. Okay, yeah, no problems at all for uh, Barney. Hmm. What's she going to do, Elga? Could Elga just kind of stick her hand? <laughs> she wants to. Yeah. She's very weary of this. Elga. Like you stick your hand. Kind of like the between poles? where the poles are, yeah. Say the magic words. Don't hurt yourself. It's alive. Ooh. Oh, you say it's alive and stick your hand through? Yes. Uh, you say that and stick your hand and nothing seems to happen. Okay, she walks through. While going, it's alive, it's alive, it's alive, it's alive, it's alive. <laughs> At that first, I thought you were going to stick your hand through without saying anything. Yeah, I thought, I thought you were going to test it. You all climb the stone steps that lead up to an archway with an open gate. Hanging above the archway is a purple pennant with a sigil stitched into the fabric. It's a white M, but the middle part of the M is a V made of two green lightning bolts. Beyond the archway are more stairways winding through the sloped village. And overhead, you see cables strung up between buildings all throughout the town. Straight ahead is a buzzing neon sign that reads, Jacqueline's Jug House and Eastern Gate to the right, Anton's Tinkerspiel and Shamie's Stitch Mark to the left. What? Yeah, could that be? That's so many words. I'm sorry. We got Jacqueline's Jug House. And something Eastern Gate? Yeah. I'm going to say this place looks like a Metallica album cover (laughs) that I got hidden down in the garage. The alchemist says, I think it's best if I go off alone to find Frankenstein. I shall appraise him of this Eddie situation. In the meantime, feel free to explore Mascatton and meet some of the locals. Uh, The alchemist offers you a nod and takes his leave. William, before you go, come back. Alchemist. He's gone. Okay. I'm just really curious. I wanted to ask what the relationship with like Frankenstein might be with like the common man. Like like the Eddie guy seems like that could have been a, you know, person created by Dr. Frankenstein. Uh, well, maybe you can ask around town at one of the locations. Which was your favorite location of the ones that I read? Uh, uh Archies and Jugheads. I don't whatever that <laughs> one was. <laughs> hey, let's go. Yeah, Barney, what was your favorite? Jacqueline's jug house. Okay, what else? Anton speaker spill. He wrote it down. He wrote it down. We're, 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 we're not just, you're not the only note taker anymore. Just taking notes. I just, I write, I can't write as fast as people type. No, I definitely, I, those I, are the I, only two. I, I gave up on writing any of those down. Especially when they're um, not real words. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> Micah, don't give me that look. <laughs> Uh, shall we go to uh, Jacqueline's uh, jug house? The Juggalo's house. The Juggalo's house. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
No, just the jug house with no juggalos in this universe. Where's the Fago pop? <laughs> pop. <laughs> All of the buildings here in Maskettin appear to be like half timbered with small windows and red tiled roofs and chimneys. And there's lots of overhead signs on buildings that have buzzing neon lettering. So you're heading to Jacqueline's Jug House. The sign indicates that that is to the right from where you walked in. Is this like Germany, small Ger- German Swiss town meets like Vegas? That's probably a, a, a fair assumption. Like a mountain a, a village assessment. with yeah. a lot of electricity. So yeah. is, are, are there... Uh, are there any citizens walking around? The streets seem sparsely populated at the moment. Just, I mean, there are people walking around, but not too many. Okay. Hmm. I'm just curious. Hadn't heard any reference so to So we're people. going mm-hmm. to uh, Jacqueline. Yeah, why not? Or right. Barbara. I'm just making sure we're you, good. You all uh, take a right and follow the sign. You know, you're very quickly able to see the buzzing neon sign that says Jacqueline's Jug House. You walk in. Before we walk in, can I go, it's alive. <laughs> it's just the, the entire time we're shuffling around this town. It's just Elga it's under her breath. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! I hate the one be electric. Have we have, have we discovered like a deep rooted fear of Elga? Elga Electricity. Yeah. Did Elga get like shocked sometimes? She had a bad experience when she was able to turn into a bat and never went back. <laughs> <laughs> just ran into a bug zapper. <laughs> oh God! You mutter under your breath. Uh, what are your new magic words of it's protection? It's alive. It's alive. And uh, you walk into Jacqueline's Jug House. It's a a well-lit, though hazy tavern that smells of mesquite, meat, and berries and sounds of occasional muffled screams. It's filled with round pub tables that are occupied by local abams drinking from jugs. The tavern isn't lit by torches or candles, but by bright glass fixtures overhead with cables running along the ceilings. Are these screams of horror or of pleasure? You can't tell. Pleasure. Pleasure. And who's drinking? Uh, a bomb. A bomb. And what are those? Describing a bomb for us. So a bomb would be like kind of slang for like an abomination. They appear to be kind of what, what we would describe as like horrific looking creatures with multiple limbs that appear to be sewn together. Oh, okay. Cool. And they're all a little different. Some have too many limbs. Others seem like they're missing some. But like the common factor amongst all of them is scars and stitches. Might you say they look Frankenstein together? Mm. Mm. Everyone who lives here is just has undergone some type of Frankenstein transformation. They've been, they've been modified in yeah. some way. Maybe that's like the a uh, uh, show of like class, like that. That's their plastic surgery. I, I want to mo- go meet Jacqueline. Is Jacqueline here? You see a uh, a barkeep. Maybe you could ask them. Hey there, Dave's Chapani. Is this your establishment? She uh, pauses for a second from her tasks and looks at you and says, "Yep, I'm Jacqueline." Oh, the one and only, the titular Jacqueline. This is my crew. Jacqueline is also in a bomb. She's got bright eyes, a distended jaw, and grasping webbed claws. Make sure you tell her she's beautiful. And she says, Pleasure to meet you. You're not from around here, are you? No, how can you tell? Hmm, I can't quite put my claws on it. Is it the ash? I was making ash angels. <laughs> <laughs> not on your face, though. <laughs> it's not on your face. Well, what can I get you and your crew? What you serving, Jacqueline? We got, uh... Why'd you turn the Irish there? What you serving serve there, Jacqueline? Jacqueline? Listen, I, I'm still the subreddit. I'm all up in my head right now. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about <laughs> they it. They hate me. They hate me. You know You know who's Chip? Your Chip. Your Chip. No yeah. one else is Chip. No one else gets to define who Chip is. Okay. But Blainus and Gibson. Yeah. We have two drink specials, Bellowberry Juice and Bolt Bean Juice. If you're looking for some grub, we have Null Rolls and Pulled Orc Sandwiches. 
bolt bean juice? Is that like a like a coffee, like a cup of joe? She points at uh, a nearby patron who's sipping on a stein. Right there. That's bolt bean juice. And you look over and you see it's like a fizzy yellow bean looking liquid. That's not how coffee looks to me. <laughs> I'll have what he's having. <laughs> All right. One bolt bean juice. She begins pouring liquid into a stein, hands it to you and says, That'll be one silver piece. Okay, because I have whatever he isn't having. Ooh, Bella Perry juice for our aged friend here. She pours the liquid into a jug, and this one's a swirling purple and red juice, and hands it to you, Barney. That's also one silver piece. Okay, Barney, it's on the house. Oh, wow. Matisse addresses Jacqueline. Hello, Jacqueline. Uh, we are visiting your fine city for the first time, and we're actually trying to meet uh, a friend of ours here. Has there been any other visitors uh, from out of town uh, in your wonderful establishment? There's always visitors coming to my place. It's the best place in Mascotan to get a drink and food. What can I get for you? Is nothing from me. I am okay. But uh, I was curious, um, has, has, our, has our friend uh, uh, Eddie checked in here at all? Eddie, Eddie. She kind of rubs her claws at the bottom of her uh, distended jaw as if she's thinking. Someone who might not have skin. That doesn't narrow it down too much. <laughs> well, he has green skin. Big smile. Big, big old smile. And he's, didn't he goo? No, he's green veins. Oh. <laughs> Bernie. No skin. Okay. Yeah. I thought he had green skin. No, no green veins. Skinless. That name doesn't ring a bell. Can't say that I know an Eddie. How has your city been faring since the unfortunate news of our fine uh, wolfmen of recently? Oh, it's terrible what happened to the wolfmen. Everyone's in shock. Nobody can believe it. Everyone here is doing okay, though. Luckily, we've got Frankenstein here taking care of us here in Mascotan. Everybody's in shock because of the, uh, the electricity <laughs> there. Uh, hey. hey, I didn't want to rule out Elga. Elga, do you want a beverage? Uh, no, I'm too young to drink, clearly. Oh, forgive me. Sorry. I don't know if it's because of recent events, but I haven't seen Frankenstein as much recently. He hasn't really been coming around. Does he usually come around these parts pretty often? Yeah, of course. Frankenstein has done wonders for Mascotan. We all really love the guy. He's normally all around town. When did he stop kind of coming around more? Seems like fairly recently, in the last week or two. Was this after he appeared at the parade, Natural City? I don't know. I wasn't able to make it out there, so I don't know exactly. I was here in Mascotan. But surely you know when the parade was. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, so was it around that time that I was coming? <laughs> Elga is like hands up on the on the barn out, like just Excuse in Jacqueline's face. <laughs> hey there, Jacqueline. So uh, does Frankenstein have anything to do with just the distinct look of uh, Mascotan people, you know? Yeah, everybody's got like a unique look. It's real cool. It's real hip. It's like tattoos, you know? Oh, yeah. Frankenstein very graciously offered his stitchery prowess to folks in town, bring everyone together in brand new ways. Literally. Oh. Literally. He even taught people like Shamey his techniques. Who's Shamey? Oh, you haven't been there yet? Over at Shamey's stitch market? Is that is that to the left? Yeah, it's just a little west of here. The only other business we saw. What does Mr. Frankenstein look like? You can't mistake him. I could. Well, I don't think you can. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> you see... One day, Dr. Frank's brother, Stein, suffered injuries to his body. It was a freak accident. Dr. Frank did everything he could to stitch him back together, but there wasn't enough of Stein left. So he combined their bodies, stitching pieces of Stein's body onto his own, including his face and half of his brain. So, Frank and Stein. That's interesting. Uh, he's got green skin, black mop of hair, bolts in the neck, 
patchwork suit of purple patterns. You can't miss them at all. Hey, Jacqueline, you ever hear of a... Uh, it's a competing... Uh, uh, competing? It's a competing... It's a competing? It's a competing bar. It's called the Stinky Dragon. You ever heard of that? Can't say I have. Tell me more. Where can I find the Stinky Dragon? Well, you can find him on Spotify, <laughs> Apple... <laughs> YouTube, <laughs> Twitter. Never heard of those towns. Instagram, TikTok. Uh, Jacqueline, uh, I'm curious, as a, a fan of the furthering of sciences, where is the origin of all of your wonderful electrical marvels? Oh, the volts. That's Frankenstein as well. It's an invention of his that somehow captures the power of lightning in his windmill and sends that power down to all the buildings in town. Wow. Is that where he lives? The windmill? No, he doesn't live there. It's just a collector for the volts. Well, where does he live? He lives further north here in town. Further north? I've never been. Oh, like a like a, <laughs> like a castle? You maybe could call it that, sure. It's a large residence. What's the name of the place that they were saying? Uh, the Stitch Place? Shammy's? Yeah. Shammy's? Shammy's. Shammy's Stitch, Stitch Market. Market. What might we learn from Shammy, if that is his name? Maybe you can learn how to make yourselves look a little better with some stitching. Ha <laughs> um, ha! Can we drink? Can I drink my my drink? Yeah, you got the Bellaberry juice. Yeah, yeah. You oh. go. Ahead, you go ahead and uh, take a drink, and Cheers. as you take a drink from it, screams sound from the jug. Ah! It scared Barney. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the, everyone in the who's at the bar close to you turns and looks at you. Uh, sorry, I want to eat my bean juice. Drink it. Whatever. <laughs> Bean juice in my mouth, go! Uh, you take a drink of your bolt bean juice and it tickles your throat as you drink. It, like, it's almost like it's infused with vaults. Oh, it's like Pop Rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey there, Jacqueline. Uh, you know, we're trying to get a feel for the town, for Mascaton. Any any folks in here that we should uh, have, a, have a chit-chat with? Well, you're definitely going to want to head over to the Tinkerspiel or the Stitch Market. How about, how about here in your bar, in your establishment? Here? I mean, you can talk to whoever you want, but don't bother my customers too much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course not. Of course not. They're here to eat and drink. I don't want you running my business off. Uh, are there okay. any customers in here that you maybe have problems with that you don't like and would be okay with them suffering? The only person I have a problem with is Weegor. He's not here right now. Weegor. Weegor. <laughs> What's wrong with Weegor? <laughs> he tends to give in to people's business. Okay, so if he were to disappear suddenly, that wouldn't be bad. Well... It wouldn't be bad for me. Okay. Okay, noted. Where's Mr. Weegor? I don't know. All I know is he's not here right now. Okay. Matid tries to, like, give that, like, that uh, nonverbal motion for us to, like, move on to our next... Uh, neck? You got a yeah, What's wrong with your <laughs> neck there? <laughs> you got, like, a muscle spasm in your neck. It's making oh, your head... Oh, birds can turn their heads all the oh. way around. Are you doing a trick? Could Elga grab every <laughs> single party member and shove us out the door? <laughs> Wait, Matid needs okay, a massage. Thank you for the Time to go, guys. It's I alive. Think, I think everyone's getting a little too tipsy. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. <laughs> <laughs> Kindest regards, my rankly regulars. Have you seen the latest Stinky Dragon Puppet video? You deserve some more laughs in your life. The, like the highlights are favorite moments from Tales from the Stinky Dragon in puppet form. It's a good way to get like little digestible tidbits from the show. They're going up on YouTube as shorts. It's an easy way to go see them. Go check them out at Stinky Dragon Pod on YouTube. Make sure you give us a follow at Stinky Dragon Pod. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Plus, if you post on social media using hashtag Stinky Dragon Pod, we might name an NPC in the show after you. 
We recently dropped our latest Stinky Dragon soundtrack, Armageddon. You can listen to it on all your favorite music streaming platforms. It features 11 tracks of metallic and brassy themes, plus the beloved character song, Kyborg the Mighty. On top of that, we've included encounter music to use in your own D&D sessions with your friends. Check it out wherever you stream music. Today's episode is sponsored by PayPal Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Did you know it only takes a few seconds to set Honey up? That means if you go add it to your laptop or iPhone right now, you could be done before this ad read is over. Uh, do it. I call it the Honey Challenge. I don't know about you all, but I love the feeling of crossing something off my to-do list, especially something like this where it's super quick and saves you money in the long run. Uh, plus, it's so easy to use. When you're checking out on your favorite sites, the Honey button appears. All you do is click apply coupons. If Honey finds a work coupon, you watch the prices drop. You name it, I've used it many times on so many different sites. If I'm ordering something online, Honey's there for me. It's it's in, inevitably applying coupons, saving me money directly, whether it's clothes, uh, household goods that I need, just about everything in my life that I order online, I've probably saved money with using Honey. It just sits there. It's it, like, you'll forget about it. And then when you're checking out, it just pops up. It's like, hey, you want to save money? I go, yeah, I love saving money. And Honey doesn't just work on desktops or on your iPhone too. Just activate it in Safari on your iPhone, save on the go. Getting Honey seriously only takes a few seconds. By getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting the show. Get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash dragon. That's joinhoney.com slash dragon. This summer, HelloFresh is here to take the work out of eating well. Reach your goals with delicious, calorie-smart, and protein-smart lunch and dinner options, plus new vegan recipes, too. Get farm-to-table quality with every HelloFresh box. HelloFresh's seasonal ingredients are picked at peak ripeness and travel from farm to your doorstep in less than seven days for fresh flavor in every bite. It makes a huge difference. Figuring out what's for dinner is not at the top of anyone's summer activity wish list. HelloFresh delivers mouth-watering, chef-crafted recipes, and fresh ingredients to your door. You can spend your summer doing, well, I mean, whatever you want. It brings me so much joy. It's like getting a gift anytime uh, my HelloFresh box shows up, opening up the door, digging in, seeing what I got, planning out what I'm going to eat, when I'm going to eat it. I'm terrible in the kitchen. I'm not a good cook, but the instructions are so clear and easy with pictures that help you figure out if you're doing things correctly or not. It's fun. It's really, It really is fun to put everything together, and then when I'm done, eat the actual meal and enjoy it because it's on top of everything else, it's delicious. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 16Dragon. Use code 16Dragon for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash 16Dragon, code 16Dragon for 16 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, it's America's number one meal kit. Hey everyone, I want to take a moment to remind you RTX 2023 is happening this July 7th through 9th. Join us this summer for a memorable weekend at our Camp for Indoor Kids featuring 15 plus live shows, special meet and greets, exclusive parties, fun panels, and much more with guests ranging from your favorite RT groups like Funhouse and Achievement Hunter to friends like Therapy Gecko, Super Carlin Brothers, and new rock stars. RTX 2023 is an event you won't want to miss. Badges for this three-day fun fest are available now for as low as $55. I'm super excited about RTX. I'm looking forward to meeting all of you there. Head over to rtxaustin.com, get more information about the event, and buy your badge. Yeah, you all walk back out uh, onto the Ashfield Street. Yeah, it's snowing. Hey, no, this. <laughs> Stop eating the snow, Barney. Close your mouth. Are we not concerned that we're like w- wanted? You know. Oh, that that's in uh, Atro City. Atro City. Yeah. I'm a free man. <laughs> For the first time in your life. Which way was uh, the Stitch Market? From where you are, you know 
you would have to go back further west. So it's on that west side. Yeah. And what was the other one that was to the east? It was Jacqueline's Jug House and... Anton's Speakerspiel. And, <laughs> Anton's Tinkerspiel. The sign said it was also in the same direction, out to the west. The other one to the east was Eastern Gate. Split the party? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Chip, you're feeling really good. You think it was that, you think it was that drink. You feel energized. Chachi, chachi, I feel alive. Oh, I start doing uh, the, 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 what it is. Oh, jumping, jumping jacks. Jumping jacks is what I'm doing. How much coffee did you have this morning, Blaine? <laughs> Not enough or too much? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> well, uh, should we maybe go over to Shamie's? Shamie's? What was it? Shamie's? Yeah, let's go to Sham Westitches. Let's go. Because <laughs> I think Jacqueline said something about wanting us to go there. Yeah, let's yeah. head over there. You head back, you know, to the west and you, you know, come across that sign you initially saw by the gate that you walked in and continue to the west. And as you're walking to the west, you pass a neon sign that says Anton's Tinkerspiel. And there's another sign on the ground that says Jamie's Stitch Market and pointing to the north. You make the turn and continue north a little bit and you come across a rather large building with a huge neon sign that says Jamie's Stitch Market. This must be the place. Well, Let's go in. go in. I go in. Everyone walks in? Yeah. Yes. You walk in to kind of a not-so-sterile waiting room with bloodstained chairs and magazines. The light fixtures are kind of buzzing, and they seem to flicker on and off. There's a front desk with no one at and a bell on it. Oh, and there's a jar of green lollipops. <gasps> Ooh. Elga, stop licking the floor. Get, stop. Stop that. <laughs> bloodstained floors. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Elga licks the floor. No. Mmm, yummy. Sorry, I just, you know, I'm very considerate of other people's places. I want them to be clean. Oh. And that what better way to clean? Yes, than with your tongue. Could I tell what kind of creature the blood is from? Oh. Do you have any ability that would tell you that? Just experience. Probably, yeah. Different uh, awarenesses of blood. You know how some people can, like, can, like, a... Uh, Wine taste like a and sommelier? Notes. Yeah. You can't quite place it. It seems to be some blend you're unfamiliar yeah. with. A blend. Okay. A blend. Matid dings the bell. You hear uh, a voice from the back call out, Just a second! For you, you get two. Out from the back comes out uh, another abom. This one has five spiked arms and kind of a look of dread uh, on their face. Oh, don't know you folk. Uh, look like you're here for some work. I'm Shamie. Good to meet you. Uh, who rang the bell? Matid raises their hand. Jamie uh, walks up to you uh, and gives you a, a very enthusiastic five-armed hug. Oh, that must a be five? Warm. Oh, five-armed hug. Yeah. So what can, what can I get you? Are you uh, putting limbs on? You taking them off? What are we doing today? Unfortunately, I don't think you can do anything for me. My body is in a certain state that is not stitchable anymore. Well, that's too bad for you. I agree. In a, in a past life, I would absolutely have used your establishment. We are visiting your wonderful town for the first time, and we are looking to learn a bit more about its workings, and it's uh, the head of the town, uh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein, ooh, yeah, great guy. I learned a lot from him. What is your relationship to that individual? A contemporary, I guess you could say. You know, uh, one-time apprentice. Now uh, we can stand shoulder to shoulder in our work. I'm sure you've seen my work all around town. I've noticed that as the majority of the work, there seems to be a lot of attachment via uh, stitching. Mm -hmm. Do you ever do removal of certain body parts uh, for permanently? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Well, uh, any of your friends here looking to get rid of an arm? I'll give you good money for it. I had a friend that was wondering if they could remove all the skin of their body. Uh, have you ever done that exactly before? Oh, yeah, sure. Clever. I said it out loud. <laughs> Thank you. Champ. <laughs> 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 Oh, who are you? Uh, Shamie turns and oh looks at God. you. Hey there, Chip Painty. I, I want to shake every five of yeah. your hands. All five uh, arms come out for handshakes and then hugs. Firm grips. Wow, look at that. Hey, I got a tail. Can I put a hand on my tail? Oh, yeah, we can do that. Really? You want it to be able to grab things? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, here. Let me. Uh, let's take a look here. They're going to be kind of like a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's my monkey impression. Are you, are you done with the sickness? That's that's the William Shatner version of that song. What kind of hand are you looking for? Ideally, I'd like some either color matching or or something fun. You know, I'm purple, so if it's green, that'd be kind of cute. Purple. How many digits? A little complimentary. Let's go for at least five. I want it to be able to hold a dagger so I could stab someone in their back while I'm having a hug. Do you have a, a hand you'd prefer me to use, or would you like me to look through my inventory? What do you got? What do you got? Let's see. He pulls out a giant book and begins flipping through it. Let's see what I got here in stock. How about an ape paw? Ape paw. It's not. It's not going to be purple. It'll be a little, a little uh, furry. Hmm. Do I need to shave it? Is it going to spread to the rest of my tail? It won't spread, but it'll probably grow back. Careful about the monkey's paw. What? There's <laughs> always a double. Uh, we can get it for you. Let's see. The surgery base price, 35 gold, adding a pump, do the paw. Well, give, give, give you a discount. You got a good, you got a good handshake here. Hey. Uh, got it. Well, I got one here. They're still good. We can probably get that done for, uh, let's say it's called a 45 gold. What other, what other, uh, paws cans do you got? What's your best one? What's, your, what's your discount one? No, no. I want the nicest hand, most flexible, best grip, all of that. Most flexible, best grip. Well, let's see. We got ape in stock. We got... Oh, Ape's nice. I hear that's nice. That's that's trendy. We got the Ape was the first one. Are you yeah. listening at all? Yes, of course. Okay. We got Sphinx. Sphinx. Oh, exotic. Nice. And that's all I got in stock right now. If you bring back something, of course, I'd be happy to... Uh, oh, God. You know what? I'm going to uh, keep my eyes open for a green hand. I really want a green hand. Do you know a gentleman named Weegor by any chance? <laughs> Weegor. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, I, I do. Does he have hands? Does he have hands? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Igor does have hands. What color hands? Color? Yeah. Are they green? And really asking me uh, specific questions. Igor has uh, four hands, actually. Uh, he wears gloves lots. He could spare one of those. Yeah. Let's, okay. Uh, let's get you one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We should progress the narrative. Do you? Uh, do Eddie. You <laughs> yeah. Is there any chance that you keep uh, documentation of previous uh, uh, customers to, uh, I don't know, keep a record? Uh, oh, like some kind of log or something? Sure. We have in the past, but uh, uh, some of our customers don't like that. So we it's 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 not very complete. You ever heard of a FERPA? FERPA? What's that? Uh, it's, you got to keep things, uh, you know, non-disclosure and such. Uh, some of our customers are, are pretty private about that. Yeah. Mati tries a little something different and takes out a gold coin and slides it across the counter <laughs> and asks, Does is the name uh, Eddie ring a bell at all of your customers? Eddie... Eddie, what does he look like? Skinless, noticeable uh, green veins. Big smile. Mm -hmm. Big smile. Mm. Mean. It, it can't say it rings a bell. I, I have had many customers come through asking for something similar to what you're asking about, so it doesn't really stand out too much to me. Mm. Why would you think that someone would want that particular procedure to be done? Hey, it's not mine to. It's not my place to ask people. Of course not. But sure. you are an expert of the field, and I'm just curious what your opinion is of it. What What kind of benefits might it bring to the customer? Had their skin removed and green veins. Oh, then you don't have to worry about washing your skin all the time. Yes, it just goes right on your ooey gooey <laughs> muscles. And as far as green veins, it could be their whoever you look you're asking about could be their blood is green. Hmm. Who ah. might have green blood? Oh, all kinds of uh, all kinds of folks. It really depends on uh, your ancestry. Matite mm. tries to think about what Matite remembers of creatures with green blood. Can I check for that? Yeah, make a wisdom check. What color is Chip's blood? Do you want me to find out? <laughs> I only rolled a five. You only have a vague memory of it, but you know that, you know, 
beings from other planes sometimes have uh, different colored blood. Oh, Area 15 folk. Possibly, yeah. Mm. Um, side question. Why is there so much ash in the air and on the ground in the city? The ash in the air? Well, that's always been there. I can't, I really can't imagine it not being there. I guess it's just part of living here, part of the mesquit and charm. Okay, well, can you also tell us about the vaults? I'm just so fascinated by these and, uh, you know, what they do. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's all thanks to Frankenstein. He, he invented that, you know. What do, what are they? The vaults? Yeah. It's a power that's transferred down here so that we can run uh, equipment like these lights you see. Oh, so, okay. Maybe in the future they call it electricity. That's such a big word. Volts does sound cool. That is I'm trying to think of anything else to get from this encounter. I don't want an extra hand. Oh, God. <laughs> Barn. It's okay. I didn't remember. He was right behind you. <laughs> uh, perhaps, Barney, uh, you would like to help uh, uh, Chip with his procedure. Yeah. Okay, but I don't want one. Okay, you won't get one. I'll take the extra hand. That way, when people are saying, hey, Chip, can you give me a hand? I'll say, which one? And I'll have three. <laughs> Matita's again questioning why they are traveling with these with these oddities. S- side note, I will be cutting off someone's hand. If <laughs> yeah. I'm not even joking. If I, if I can find a green hand, it's happening. Gotcha. Matita pulls the party aside for a sidebar. I, I do not know anything else that we can glean from this establishment, but I'm, I'm quite curious to uh, check out this windmill where the volts are coming from. Yeah, there's also the Tinker Tell. Oh. Tinker Spiel. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> Rule of threes, hit up all the shops. Okay. Or in the eastern gate at some point. Yeah. Let's go. Let's uh, then let's go to Zatinko. Before we leave, is anyone currently being worked on by Shammy? Is there anyone in the shop there? You don't see anyone else. I don't see anyone else. No. Uh, Before we go, I say, hey, Shammy, hold up them hands. And then I give him a high five. Uh, All five? five, That's a high 25? There it is. Hey, I'll be back for that hand. You got it. You want to take a lollipop? Absolutely. Yo opens up the jar that was there next to the bell. Feel free. Everyone can take one. Green apple? What is it? My blood sugar's a little low. (laughs) You say blood? (laughs) Green apple? No, no, no. Try one. You'll like it. Okay. Stick it in my mouth. I'm a trusting person. Yeah, you take a lick of the lollipop, and the lollipop screams when you lick it. Ah! Mm. It's an ice cream. Ah! (laughs) Matches the voices in my head. Now it's actually in your head. Mm. What's the flavor? The flavor is... (laughs) Ice cream? Existential dread. Yeah, the flavor is green. The flavor is green. I'm going to take a couple more. Uh, uh, Shamey, can I take a couple more? Only if you promise to come back and get some work. Hey, you know it. I'm going to take three if that's okay with you. That means you have to get three works done. (laughs) See you later, (laughs) Shamey. Which way did the signs point to the Tinkerspiel? That should be south from where we are. Yeah, correct. correct. You all passed it. You did see it, so you know where it is. It's just okay. a couple blo- uh, a couple blocks south from Let's here. Let's just do the full tour, okay? We'll check out this whole place. Oh, yeah. Who do you think you... Hey, who are you people? <laughs> yeah, you're not the only one who can do that. Mom, Dad? Tinker. Uh, sorry, I meant to speak like this. <laughs> Mike and Linda? Let's head to the Tinker. I'm going to add three screaming lollipops to my inventory. You walk a little to the south, <laughs> and you go back to the building that has the neon sign that says Anton's Tinkerspiel. What's in here? And Barney goes in. I like. I really do like Barney's sense of wonder. <laughs> Barney walks in. Matid recognizes an opportunity and holds Elga and Chip back just to see what Barney does. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Barney uh, walks in alone. So Barney, you're the only one that sees this. It appears to be a quaint toy shop lined with shelves and shelves of handcrafted toys that are infused with vaults. Everything here looks like has lots of really fine detail worked into it. And in fact, the light fixtures themselves are crafted to look like glowing windmills. Uh, and you see uh, an employee who seems to be like cleaning off some of the shelves. Hi, I'm Barney. This is quite the place. He turns around with a little bit of a start and you realize that this employee has two heads. One of them addresses you and says, Oh, hi there. We're Anta. What can we do for you? Well, you've got two heads, I see. You know what they say, two heads are better than one. <laughs> the second head turns and looks at the other one and says, You always say that. What's your favorite toy that you've got around here? My favorite toy is right here, the hide-and-seeker doll. I knew you would say that. That's the dumbest toy we have. Best toy is a storm sled. What's the difference? Well, one's a doll and one's a sled. Well, two different toys. Um... They move all about on their own, huh? <laughs> We're just gonna wait outside. I like this, uh, I like this. Move. I am enjoying my time right now. I John him. You see, here the hide and seeker doll, it's a hand-stitched doll that we can customize to look like whoever you want. And it loves to find new friends. Wow. Yeah, that toy's terrible. You see the storm sled is a dome-shaped sled. It protects your dome when you're on the slopes. Ooh, how much are those? We're having a special on the Hide and Seeker doll. It's only 25 gold, but the storm sled over there is 50 gold. We ain't got money like this yet. Yeah, you're right. None of us have money. <laughs> oh, I forgot about you. <laughs> no, punks. no, nobody has money. I was like, why was Chip so curious about this? Like, no way he's got money. So I forgot bro. you. I'm saving up for a procedure. I gotcha. I've only got 14 gold. 14 gold? What are you? Some no good kid with no money? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Barney, which one do you want? You're outside. You're outside. Okay. Never mind. You can go in. I really like this place. I, I appreciate your help. Do you know why I'm here? <laughs> <laughs> we presume you want to buy a toy? No, I don't have the money. Okay. Bye bye. Okay, bye-bye. Well, that was a neat adventure. Give us a recap, yeah, Barney. Did you, get, did you get any information out of them? Yeah, we were looking for some suspects. What? Did, what's any leads? Yeah, they had a sled uh -huh. and a hat. Those are the two same toys, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Any nothing else? Well, one of them helps as a seeker, and we could get that, and then that might seek for us. That's not a bad idea. Okay, and the teacher says, uh, Barney. Um, how much was is that toy? Oh, well, it was more than I have. Do you remember how much it was? I think it was 25 golds. Okay. Oh, and what did it do? Tell us in, in very, uh, you know, good description, <laughs> very detailed what this toy does. What did it look like? What kind of well, materials? It was a, uh, I think it was a little boy and it, it sought things. So this is a toy or this is a customer? I'm not exactly sure. It I could see. have been a little toy customer. If if we uh, split the cost of this toy, maybe we could purchase it. It could help us with our search. Yeah, you have all my gold. It's 14. It's my life savings. <laughs> I, I give him six gold. Well, that's not enough. No, it's not. <laughs> I, uh, so that uh, I, I give him eight. How much do you have total now? How much more do you need? Well, he's he's gotten 14 for me and whatever his share is of it. Wait, 14? I mean, you got, you no, 14 total. Okay, yeah. Plus so your 14 so if, if you give in all of your money. I give him more, though, because, you know. Yeah, I'll give, I'll, give, I'll give you five gold as well. 
Social security didn't come in and do their job. So 33, you gave me five? I gave you five, yeah. All right. Well, that's... I'm going to go back. I, I send him back in. Go get him, tiger. You got this. Hi, I'm... Bar- wow. This is an amazing... <laughs> show. Yes. <laughs> the, the, two, the two heads of Anton look at each other. <laughs> and they look back at you. Well, that's two heads you have there. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know what they say. Two heads are better than one. You always say that. Oh, what do you got here? <laughs> We have all kinds of toys. A hide-and-seeker doll, sparkle marbles, rocking warg, storm sled. Mm. And what's that little seeker doll, hide-and-seeker? Yeah, it's a little hand-stitched doll. We'll make it look just like you. Loves to find new friends. Can I get one of those but make it look like a man with no skin? (laughs) And green. (laughs) Why does it matter what it looks Well, is he here? Can we take a look at him so we know how to make it? No. That's what we're struggling with, is we don't know where he is. Well, this will help you find him. Ooh, okay. I'll tell you what, we can make this doll look just like you. Okay. And when you whisper the word seek and throw it, it'll seek out whoever you're looking for within 120 feet of you. Oh, Oh, that's it? Of course, it has to be someone you've seen before. You don't need to see them now, but if they're within 120 feet, it'll fly through the air to them, even through narrow openings. Get this. Once it finds whoever you're looking for, it'll hit them and release a large stash of volts and shock them. Oh, wow. That's a good toy. This is not a good toy for kids. Heat-seeking missile. It only works once. After that, it becomes an ordinary doll. I'll take four. (laughs) Four? Okay. That's 100 gold. Oh, my. I'll take one. (laughs) Okay, 25 gold. The uh, storekeeper doesn't seem to be moving uh, anymore. They just have their hand out. They're waiting for the gold. Two, three. <laughs> count someone. <laughs> How many times do you have to restart? Yeah, when does he when does he drop them all? Mess up. Yeah. Oh shoot! I have exact change. I'm uh, gonna pay twenty five gold in copper pieces. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, I pay. Okay, Anton takes the twenty five gold from you and very quickly and deftly starts modifying the hide and seeker doll to look like you. It's kind of amazing to watch because even though his hands are made of hooks, he uh, operates very um, quickly on the doll and then hands it off to you. It, it looks just like you, Barney. It's even got a little uh, a little walker just like you have. Wow. Well, this is neato. And don't forget, the magic word you have to whisper to it is seek. Oh, okay. See you later. <laughs> 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 uh, Man, Chris is killing it this episode. That is good. All right, bye bye. All right, and then Barney leaves. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, Barney walks back outside and rejoins the rest of the party, and he's got a little doll that looks just like him. Oh, a baby Barney. Yeah. And it's all thanks to you guys. So it's a little doll that looks like an old man, like Benjamin Button style kind of situation. Just a little. It's yeah, a little yeah, Barney yeah. doll. Okay. It's a Barney doll with Please. the walker and everything. Yeah. You know. <laughs> We should like franchise these and call them Barneys. <laughs> Do you think we should also go in the store in case the uh, old man here might not have seen or asked the questions we need to ask these people? I <laughs> trust Barney with my life. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> this doll will t- get us exactly what we need within 125 feet. 120. So, 
<laughs> no, you don't know that. <laughs> According to Barney, who just told I, you for the first time you've ever heard I that. I know that in Dungeons and Dragons, 125 feet not typically used. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but my, my good friend Barney, who I trust and really like. Who hey. you gave a bunch of money to. Yeah. Hey, Barney. Okay. Yeah. My wife Carol's been missing oh, for a while. Oh, no. Can not- you seek out Carol? Uh, he goes to the doll. No, but Matilda, Matilda puts, uh, grabs the, the doll. Why? Why? It's a one-time use. Grabs the doll. But what if the person's not there? Grabs the doll. This is my life mission. I gotta find my wife. Keep talking all you want. I've got I'm the doll. I'm trying to find my life mission, too. No, I'm trying to find my wife. No, I'm trying to find my life mission. No, it's two different things, but we can align and help each other. If you look, you can actually see Elga and Matit already walking towards the windmill. <laughs> Better hurry. <laughs> <laughs> As you finish up your conversation here, a hunchback humanoid covered in scars and stitches wearing a cloak is walking down the street. He seems to be walking along with several wargs. How many hands has this guy got? He's got four. <gasps> he sees you all, makes eye contact, and walks straight over to you. Oh. We know who this is. Oh, visitors. Visiting Maskatin, are you? Uh, how do you know we're visitors and not residents? Kind of a hunch. <laughs> <laughs> I am meeting you all for the first time. Hello, nice to meet you. My name's Vigor. Well, we have not met yet, so I have not collected the vault stacks from you yet. So that'll be ten gold each, please. He sticks out two of his hands. Ten gold each, please, to pay the vault tax. What's the vault tax? It helps pay to maintain the vaults for all of Mascatton. You guys can enjoy while you're here. Well, I don't have to. Oh, we're here. We're broke, Weegor. But can I shake your hand? Elga, Elga <laughs> wants to uh, do bite of sucking on Weegor. What? You just gonna go for a bite? She tripped all the ash on the ground. It's everywhere. Escalation. Roll it to hit, I guess. Should get advantage, right? 22. Ooh. Coming. While his hands are out, maybe he's not paying attention or he's not defending himself. You very quickly, with super speed, latch on. Where, where do you bite? Does, do you have to bite like a specific place? Or how, I don't that think I do. Let me bite his hand that's sticking out. Like you're shaking his hand and you lean in. And oh, here it is. Bite I just go face first into his hand. <laughs> I, I, I found it. Uh, I want to play it off as I trip, though. Oh, okay. In that case, uh, do deception. We'll hop right in on this roll. Do you have a, 11? Do you, do you have a dice? I don't. Oh. So uh, you, quote unquote, trip <laughs> and fall mouth first onto Weegor's hand. <laughs> fangs first. <laughs> uh, fangs first onto Weegor's hand and latch on. You let go of her! <laughs> does it do damage? Yeah, it does. Should I roll damage? Yeah. I assume that hit. Yeah, yeah, it does hit. All right, it did seven piercing damage. Weegor lets out a loud scream as you uh, latch on and bite his hand. What are you doing? Get him! And six his wards on you guys. Everyone, go ahead and roll initiatives. <laughs> it's it's been a while since we've tested. Uh, you know, will Gus just have us fight this person if we attack them? I was confused because your name is Weegor. I thought you wanted Gore. You know, we love Gore kind of situation. That's a stretch, Elga. Now we're in a fight with the locals. It's called subterfuge, Elga. You gotta be more careful. Uh, I rolled twelve. Ten. Eight. 20! Bada bing! Weegor, like I said, uh, instructs the wargs to attack you. As they draw closer, one of the wargs goes first and takes a bite at Chip. A bite? Yeah, it's a warg. It's warg, like a, like like a, a kind of like a big wolf. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wolf. Gotcha. I didn't know what it was. Think of the things that the orcs rode on in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. 
If I die, my blood is on your hands, Elga, and oh, not in no. the kind of way that you want. No, <laughs> no. Hitting AC 19. Yeah, that's a hit. The warg lashes out to bite you, and as it's about to bite you, Frankenstein and the alchemist show up. Oh, oh thank God. Stop, stop. What is the meaning of this? What's going on here? I slipped and fell. I'm just a child. The ash is very crumbly under my feet. <laughs> you notice Frankenstein's face is actually two faces stitched together from top to bottom. One of the faces speaks and says, No fight here now. Fight bad. We agree. We were not start fight. <laughs> uh, you, you, will, uh, you will have to excuse my friend. Uh, she is from uh, a different part of this, uh, of, of our great place. Um, and her uh, customs and traditions are a bit different. I fell, Matid. Remember? Different I'm, generation. I, She's one of them TikTokers. You know, the kids I, I and their phones. I am attempting a different deception. <laughs> the first one did not work. <laughs> For Igor. <laughs> So you're going to roll for dece deceiving Frankenstein? He wasn't there. Frankenstein and the alchemist just seem confused in general. Vigor, what is happening? Oh, nothing. Just walking around with the wargs, that's all. That's not true. You tried to take the tax. He did ask us for ten gold each. He was a bit of a shakedown. Tax? What tax? Volt tax. The He's, volt tax. Yeah. You haven't paid your volt tax? Igor says there's a volt tax. Yeah, everybody pay their volt tax. Ten gold. Ten gold? They don't know what they're talking about. I was just walking the wards. No, no, no. You said 10 volt tax because you got to pay the outsiders because they got to pay for the masquette. And Dr. Frank kind of narrows his eyes, seemingly angry uh, with Weegor. We're going to talk about this later. Oh, we got him in trouble. Uno reverse. Way to go, Elga. <laughs> good bite. Good bite. <laughs> the alchemist steps in and says, As you all can see, luckily I found Frankenstein here safe and sound. It seems he's not at all worried about Eddie. No? Stein, protect Frank Frank. Stein has big arms. He starts patting his biceps. Come feel big arm. Uh, I go give him a feel. Elga goes to feel too. Yeah. Oh yeah, very strong. Huge biceps. Wow. Look El at these. Elga hangs off of it as he lifts his arms. <laughs> what are these? 21 inch pythons? Stein laughs. <laughs> oh, these are so thick and full of blood probably. Stein, Stein, stop showing off. They get it. Uh, why, why is Eddie not a problem? Stein protects Frank Frank. Oh, Eddie is not a problem because Stein will protect from Eddie. Yeah. Okay. So does that mean they're afraid of Eddie as well? Eddie's bad here in addition to where he came from? Yeah, do you guys know who Eddie is? I explained all about Eddie to Frankenstein and about the impending danger of what we encountered in Atro City. Can I can I pull the the alchemist to the side and ask him just a quick question away from them? Sure. Can I, can I say, dude, does he know that we're like on the run for potentially killing the Wolfman, even though it wasn't us? Doesn't have to know that. I mean, we didn't do it. Sure, sure, but I just want to make sure. Yeah, we're fine. Okay. Well, we didn't do it. You, on the other hand, don't know. Am I right? Guys, <laughs> well, where would you get here, Elga? <laughs> <laughs> this is a one-on-one, -on -one and you just, just so small. <laughs> She's just so small. <laughs> did you see my fence when you walked in? Uh, yes, we did. Wonderful. It collates fumological discharges from atmospheric disturbances and siphons an extraction of volatile currents into carefully configured circuitry throughout the civic community providing mascatonites an influx of volts to utilize at their own leisure for illuminators and other implementer apparatuses. It's really quite simple. Even Vigor gets it. Don't you, good lad? Oh, yes, master. The wargs bark excitedly. 
<laughs> oh, well, you all are looking quite confused. Perhaps I should explain it again? No, we are okay. The Volt Tax is a bunch of bull hockey then? I am not aware of any Volt Tax. Interesting. What kind of creature is Weegor? Weegor is a... Four-armed a bomb. Punchback. Three-armed a bomb. Four-armed. He's got three wargs. Uh, yeah, he's also an a bomb. Just then, you hear a thunderous explosion clatter from the sky. <clears throat> danger, Frank, Frank, danger. No, no, Stein, settle down. It's probably just the wind mule. And then you hear a loud roar. You look up into the gray skies, but all you see are ashen flakes floating to the ground. A blazing inferno of purple flame rains down from the sky. Everyone make a dexterity saving throw. This is one I could see, right? Yeah, you would, uh, your danger sense would apply here. Seven. Okay, well, I rolled a nat 20, but I'll do it again. Hey, Barney. Uh, 21. Uh, 19. Mateed and Elga roll sufficiently. Barney and Chip, you roll a little too low, and some of that purple flame hits you. I'm a tiefling, so I have resistance to flame. Oh, okay, so that means you would take half of the fire damage then. Ah! So the fire damage is 14 points of fire damage, uh, half if you saved. My goodness. <laughs> I just saw Chris's face change drastically. What percentage of, uh, of uh, Barney's life are we looking at being gone here? Well, if there were 17 percent, <laughs> I'm down 14. <laughs> Thank you wow. for that vague answer. <laughs> we'll never know exactly. Yeah. Never know. Hey, you in the audience, if you were able to decipher that answer, please let us know on social. That's Dicky Dragon Pot. Out from the clouds swoops a massive winged creature made of barbed black bones blazing with purple flame. I know you're here, you spineless spawn. Show yourself. Mateen, go talk some sense into your friend. Not <laughs> undead bird friend. Can I ask Frank Frankenstein who they're looking for? I don't know. It is a huge skeletal looking dragon made of black spiny bones set ablaze by purple flames. I'm just elaborating because I know you all were confused about yeah, what really it is exactly. You know I'm looking for you, Frankenstein. I know you stole the crystal, you thieving scum. Uh-oh. Mateen does like the subtle sidestep away from Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this over here yeah. in this area. The longer you hide, Frankenstein, the more I burn. Then the giant skeletal dragon begins blowing fire at different buildings and parts of the town. Oh my. What's Frankenstein doing right now yeah. in this situation? I'll tell you what, make me an insight check, Elga. Oh, a 20. You feel like when he said that he didn't know who the dragon was looking for, that he's not being entirely honest. You think he's maybe he's hiding uh, something. A bit of deception. Uh, do you know this uh, gentleman up here in the sky, Mr. Frankenstein? No, I thought dragons were extinct. Well, he clearly knows you, so one of you's not telling the truth. As you're talking to Dr. Frank, you know, it seems like Stein's face is getting angrier and angrier, and he's distracted. He's not looking at you, he's looking up at the uh, dragon. Before he can even answer you, Elka, Frankenstein suddenly jumps out, waving his arms in the air. I hear flying lizard. Come get me, I know scared. And raises his fists up angrily in the air. And with lightning speed, the winged serpent dives at Frankenstein and lands next to him with a thunderous crunch. The creature's black skeletal frame pulses with purple flames. There you are, you cowardly Triton. Where is the crystal? I know have crystal lizard. Now you leave. How dare you speak to Skeleton this way? 
I will only ask you once more. Where is the crystal? No crystal, only death. Frankenstein grabs a loose plank of wood from the ground and lunges towards Skeligon, striking his claw with the plank. The wood breaks in half, but Skeligon doesn't even flinch. Instead, he lifts the claw and snatches Frankenstein, lifting him high into the air. Skeligon glares at the purple-clad brute for a moment and then turns to you all. This one may be a fool, but perhaps you are not. If you ever want to see Frankenstein again, you will return the crystal to me in the Eastern Snarelands. You have one day. Do you understand? What's the, what's the crystal? What's the, what's the, uh, what? No! Get out of here, you're starting fires! We gotta evacuate these buildings! Is it better, bigger than the bread box? <laughs> Skeligon looks at you, Elka. Do not test me, spawn scum, or I will raise this village to the ground. You have one day. I'm only trying to get you what you want, and you not to give me details. This is not helpful. The Skeligon launches into the air and vanishes into the clouds of ash. kind of crystal that this dragon look for any crystal volunteer fireman chip haney reporting for duty let's get these people out of these burning buildings move 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 well you'll have to coordinate your evacuation in the next episode oh, of Tales of the stinky dragon we haven't that time gustavo they're burning <laughs> they're gonna burn for another week we'll put them on pause they'll still be there when we come back next time well thanks for listening everybody and we'll be back next week with another episode Whew. we are going to be at uh rtx this year which might be quite close to when this uh, episode releases. And we're going to be uh, doing some stuff uh, at RTX for our show. And we're also going to do some collaborations with some other role-playing shows like Dungeons and Daddies or Must Be Dice. There's a whole bunch of D&D stuff yeah. and podcasts and gaming. We're doing our best to take over RTX with all D&D content. Yes. We figure that's the best. So if you're going to be there, uh, check us out. If you have time to make plans and come see us, I encourage you to do so. July 7th to 9th here in Austin. RTXAustin.com. RTXAustin.com, guys. This episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon was produced Produced by Ben Ernst, written, edited, and composed by Michael Reisinger, with additional editing work by David Sanye. Here's a quick shout out to folks that interacted with us on social media recently. Here's some NPCs named after them in this episode. Shamey, the A-bomb surgeon, named after user Shamine on Reddit. Anton, the A-bomb toy maker, named after at Acid198 on Twitter. Jacqueline, the A-bomb barkeep, named after at JackalKRArt on Instagram. Also want to give special thanks to some friends who provided voiceover for characters in this episode. The Alchemist, voiced by BlizzBear, at BlizzBear. Anton the A-Bomb Toymaker, voiced by Andy Cortez, at the Andy Cortez of Kinda Funny. Jacqueline, the A-Bomb Barkeep, voiced by Chloe Naylor, at Echo Clo on all social media platforms, including Twitch. Wegor the Hunchback Henchman, voiced by Jack Patillo, at Jack underscore P. Frankenstein, voiced by Ben Ernst, at Halcyon underscore Ben. Skeligon the Dragon, voiced by Quentin Smith, at Quicks underscore 18. Tune in next time for another thrilling episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. <laughs> <laughs>